0: Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Seven Figure Millennials Podcast, where it is my job to uncover the winning formulas that will help you to prioritize your happiness, health, and relationships while achieving your biggest entrepreneurial goals. And today, it is actually just me and you. So every three-ish episodes, I wanna hop on and share something that I've been implementing that I've seen working that will help you on your journey. So I have a whole bunch of other guests that are already recorded that are coming up, but today is just me and you. And today, you are going to learn how to use the law of the buffalo to help you to grow your business with less stress and less effort. So let's cut into the intro and we'll dive right in. You and I are on a mission to find out, and we have an incredible journey ahead of us. My name is Brandon Fong, and welcome to the 7 Figure Millennials podcast. So you're probably wondering what the heck is the law of the Buffalo one? You've probably never heard of it. And two, what the heck does Buffalo have to do with helping you to grow your business with less stress? So I made this up. That's probably why you haven't heard of it before, but before I explain how to use it, I first want to tell you the inspiration behind it. So I was doing a bunch of research and I found out that native Americans are very well known for having a sacred relationship with the Buffalo. So for example, they would hunt a Buffalo and it's really obvious to know that, okay, you're going to hunt the buffalo and you're going to use it for food. Maybe some other obvious uses are you can use the bones, which they did to create uh, knives, arrowheads, shovels, that kind of stuff. And they also use the hides for the teepee covers, clothes, shoes, belts, bags, that kind of stuff. So that's kind of like the obvious uses of the buffalo. But what I found to be very interested, interesting is what they use the buffalo for in the less- traditional ways that you may thinking about it. So some less obvious ways that they've used the Buffalo is they use the brains to process leather. They use the hair for headdresses, pillows, pad saddles, and ropes. They even use the Buffalo's four chambered stomach to dry it out and turn it into buckets, cups, and pots. They use the, the tail for whips and brushes. They use the fat for soap, cooking oil, and candles. They use the hooves to boil down and actually use it for glue. They even use the dung of the buffalo and turned it into fuel after they dried it out. They used the horns and turned it into cups, spoons, and ladles, and decorations. All of this just from a buffalo. They wouldn't let anything go to waste. So here's why I'm bringing this up. In business, it's really easy to get access to a resource and use it for the super obvious reasons, right? So you and I would go hunt a buffalo and we'd be like, okay, yeah, we can eat this. We can maybe use some of the fur for covering our teepees and that kind of stuff. And the typical person with a business resource, they'll get the equivalent of a buffalo and then they'll just look and they'll they'll stop after the obvious reasons. But my question to you is what is the equivalent of hunting a buffalo in your business? And what are some of the current ways that you're currently using it? And so to give you an example of how I am using a resource just as much as uh, the Native Americans would leverage a buffalo, I wanted to give you the example of how I'm actually planning on leveraging this podcast. So again, going from the, the traditional way of using a podcast, you may think, okay, yes, I'm producing podcast content and I'm going to be posting on my site and I'll send an email to my email list. But the question I've been asking myself is how could I use this resource if my life depended on it and I couldn't waste anything. So I'll repeat that again. How could I use this resource if my life depended on it and I couldn't waste anything? And I've actually been experimenting a lot with asking myself more interesting questions like this because it forces you to think out of the box and ask how you can be more resourceful. And as entrepreneurs, that's one of the most valuable things that we have is our resourcefulness. So how can you leverage everything? Let's go back to our podcast example. So I can use this podcast and I am using this podcast for an interview, right? That's what you're listening to right now. Obviously, I'm not interviewing someone, but you're listening to the interviews, right? So lots of people, what they'll do is they'll only record the audio, but what you can also do is you can record the video and then you can turn that video into small clips, right? And then you could take that and distribute it on YouTube, on Facebook, and Inside of Facebook, you could use that on your personal page. You could use it inside of a Facebook group. You could share it inside of other Facebook groups, or you can even pay for video views to boost that. Video, that, that video that you produced and then leverage that to grow an audience. So that's just one way that you could even just use the videos that very few people are doing. Another thing you could do that I'm planning on doing is using the key takeaways from my guests and turning it into a book. And then another thing is using the key takeaways and turning that into a paid newsletter so that I would actually ship out a newsletter once a month to people where you can get the highest value insights that I gleaned from interviewing some of the world's most successful people, right? So th- those are some other ways I'm planning on leveraging it at least right now. But that's not all. What are some of the other ways? That, what are the what's the equivalent of the using the brains or the hooves as glue, right? So another thing that most people don't realize is that when you're bringing on a guest onto a show, that is a the start of an incredible relationship and friendship that you can have with that guest. So maybe that that guest will become a client of mine. Maybe they become a strategic partner. Maybe I can leverage them as a, a referral resource. But again, it's an incredible opportunity for me to, to start a great relationship and friendship with someone, and, and maybe it doesn't turn into something. But it's a great opportunity. Opportunity to build my network and leverage those relationships that I'm building. Another thing is, where else could I be distributing it? I already mentioned Facebook and YouTube, but what if I also distribute it inside of LinkedIn? You know, that's another way I can repurpose the same content. And even as a next level thing, What if I studied what works, you know, this whole process of like, maybe I find out that the Facebook groups are the best and LinkedIn isn't working the best. So after I optimize this whole process, I can turn it into an SOP or a standard operating procedure. And then I can use that to train my team to help execute on these things and also eventually hire out other people to fill in those roles. So I can turn that SOP Uh, uh, into an opportunity to create training material that will make my company more scalable and also increases the valuation of your company, by the way, is when you have everything documented, it's insanely valuable. And another thing is that you can sell that SOP. So say, for example, this podcast stuff works really well. All this distribution I'm, I'm creating is just killing it. I can then turn that process that I've created and turn that into a product. And that could be consulting. Maybe I help other people do this. Maybe I turn it into a course or a book. So those are all the ways that I'm planning on leveraging one thing, and that is the podcast, to really just squeeze the most out of it and gain more opportunities and leverage to help me grow my business. So my question to you is, what is the equivalent of the buffalo in your business? What is the podcast in your business? And how can you think of non-traditional ways that you can leverage that in ways that most people aren't thinking about in your industry? Because that is really the secret, is like so many people are trying to do so many different things to grow, but how can you take what you're already doing and leverage that in a more efficient way? And another thing I wanted to bring uh, talk about with you today is. I had the opportunity not that long ago to meet. A guy by the name of Keith Cunningham, and if you don't know who Keith is, you probably have heard of the book Rich Dad Poor Dad. But if you haven't, uh, by Robert Kiyosaki, he's one of the one of the most uh, famous business books out there. But it turns out that Keith Cunningham is actually one of the the rich the, the rich dads in Rich Dad Poor Dad that Robert Kiyosaki based the book off of. And I had the opportunity to meet Keith. He's an absolutely incredible guy. When I was at Genius Network, and he wrote this book called The Road Less Stupid. And the reason why I bring this up is because Keith almost entirely focuses all of his time on a process he calls thinking time. And it's basically him asking himself intelligent questions to challenge how he is, is a- approaching things. So I'll read a little bit of an excerpt from the book that I think is very valuable for our conversation today. So he says, here's my startling yet obvious conclusion and the premise for this book. It turns out that the key to getting rich and staying that way is to avoid doing stupid (laughs) things. I don't need to do more smart things. I just need to do fewer dumb things. I need to avoid making emotional decisions and swinging at bad pitches. I need to think. So here it is on a bumper sticker. All of my problems start out, started out as a good idea. And all of those good ideas were emotionally justifiable at the time. Not only that my current financial situation, or sorry, my current financial condition represents my very best thinking yours does too. So the whole premise of this book, and I'll skip ahead. He says the road less stupid is Is designed to accomplish two primary objectives. One, provide a structure slash process slash skill set to enable you to create a successful thinking time ritual that if applied will result in a significantly reduced dumb tax. (laughs) The thinking time process I've developed and used over the last 25 years is described in the first couple of chapters and two, suggest a series of possible thinking time topics and questions you can use to spark your thinking, grow your business, make more money, and ultimately avoid doing something stupid. So the reason why I brought this whole thing up is because, Keith is an incredibly successful entrepreneur and he's incredibly good at asking himself questions that will help him to get the most out of his business opportunities and as he says to avoid doing stupid things or the dreaded dumb task tax. So my question to you and I'm giving you a question that you can ponder on and leverage in your business today is how could you use this resource and that resource could be anything you're currently doing in your business if your life depended on it and you couldn't waste anything. Answer that question let me know how it goes and I think there are plenty of ways to Take what you already are doing very well and get more out of it. Just like the Native Americans leverage the buffalo to really squeeze every single resource out of that potential opportunity that they created, you can do the same in your business. So, answer that question. Let me know how it goes. Send an email to support at brandon fong.com and my support team and myself will be checking that. But I look forward to hearing all the incredible things you're going to do with the law of the buffalo and make sure you're not wasting all the things that you're already doing in your business. You're already working hard for it. Just learn how to leverage it more effectively. We'll talk soon. Hey, it's Brandon here again, and I have a quick favor to ask before you head off, and that is if you are listening to my voice right now,